You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, April the 7th. It's uh, top of the hour, 11 a.m. on the Pacific Coast, uh, 2 p.m. on the Atlantic Coast. And uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And um, it's a pure news show today. Um, I guess you can read that as Dave and I were both way too busy this week to actually go out and troll for a guest but we do have some uh, some interesting stuff to talk about. It's been a uh, pretty diverse news week, eh, Dave? Yeah, it has. I mean, it's it's really been all all over the place. And I mean, I, I think the fact that our week started, uh, you know, since our last show, our week started on April first, and and so I think that just uh, carries us through. Uh, I mean, and and sort of defined uh, the kind of week uh, that was to come in its in its diversity and, and and a little bit of a little bit of craziness, but. Um, yeah, we, we've got some interesting stuff. You sent me a couple links, too, before the show uh, to stuff that I, I hadn't picked up on yet, and I thought, uh, I thought that, was, uh, that was really neat. So, um, you know, the, and, and we'll get into it in a minute, but uh, the Google employees and, and, and rumors around, uh, around the, some bonuses that were offered and stuff like that. So Indeed. Really that's, that's hilarious, eh? Um, yeah. Well, you know what? We may as well just jump right in. I'm sure we can, like, easily eke out, like, uh, 10 to 15 minutes per topic, and we have at least five major topics to talk about. Um, in order, does Google have moles in other large tech firms? Panda update promoting big brand sites. <laughs> Gmail is going to be bringing us better ads. Click Z is pronouncing this the era of Search 3.0. Got to take a look at what the heck that exactly means. And um, I do want to talk about the security breach at the Texas firm Epsilon. Um, 
And uh, the, well, the trends in hacking and in um, insecurity. It's, and you know, it drives me crazy. I, I don't want to jump on this right now, but, you know, while, we're, while, I, while I've mentioned it, Dave, we've been talking on, on this show, Webcology, and um, hundreds of other tech media outlets, um, either individual bloggers or, you know, large publications like Web Pro News, Search Engine Watch, Search Engine Land, um, TechCrunch, uh, etc., We've been talking for years about personal security, taking responsibility. And, you know, you, you see computer users doing that, but at least once a week, twice a week, we get, or once a week or, or every couple of weeks, we get these stories about major data breaches. So individuals are taking precautions, and that's very cool, very good, and you know, the consumers educating themselves, but, like, the corporations, they're not. It's terrible. But I want to get to that last because, um, you know, there's, I think there's far more interesting and funny stuff to talk about. And I, you know, may as well just jump right in. What do you think, Dave? Does Google have moles and other large tech firms? No, they, they wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's all sort of based on conjecture, right, at this point, is what they seem to have offered a bonus uh, a little bit earlier, uh, you know, then, then maybe they should have. A, to, let's, let's just actually go and, and, and sort of define the story a little bit for, for our listeners who, who may not may not have it, and I'll do it in the loosest form. Um, great article over PC World. Thanks, Jim, for, for passing that on to me. Um, Google it basically has, has been reportedly, anyway, um, offered a, a couple um, incentives um, in, in, the, in the form of shares to a couple of their employees uh, to the tune of, Fifty and a hundred million dollars um, to two separate employees. Um, the theory behind this being that uh, these employees were being wooed by Twitter, and and Google came in and at least in one case ahead of where they should have known um, that these employees were being being sort of headhunted by Twitter. So uh, the rumor thus goes: uh, Google must have moles at Twitter in order to have access to this information to offer to, to give the counter offer. Uh, the numbers themselves are, are, are kind of, you know, staggering of a sort. Seriously, $100 million. Um, how, how much can you spend in your life, Jim? What do you think? Could you spend $100 million? This isn't Brewster's Millions here. Um, um, yes. Yes, I could. Um, take me to uh, SES San Francisco, get another one of those poker games going, and yes, I could easily spend $100 million. And, and damage to the room alone. <laughs> You build yourself a pyramid in the Nevada <laughs> desert. Um, Anyone who was at that infamous poker game listening will remember that night. <laughs> um, now, your question, of course, then became, um, you know, do we believe that there, there's actually a mole at Twitter? Do I think that, that Google has somebody there? Um, mine will only be opinion. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, I, there's, there's no way I'd go, oh, that'd be horrible. I know if I was Google... Um, and I knew that Twitter, and, and if they have one on Twitter, they probably have one on Facebook. They probably have one you know, in, in some, some other major firms. I know if I was them, I would. I would have, let's call them consultants, working at other firms for me. Um, at this scale, it's going to have to be at such a high level um, that, I, that I think Twitter needs to take a look at it. Is this unethical? Um, I don't know. It depends what side of the coin you're on. If you're over at Twitter, it is. If you're at Google, it's not. Right? I mean, uh, you know, would I? If I was Google, would I 
hire consultants at other major tech firms? Probably. <laughs> I probably would because you can't afford to lose your, your key staff um, like this. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I would say it's, it's highly likely that they do. Um, on the counter to that, do I think other, you know, high level, do I think Twitter has moles over at Google? Probably. I know I would if I were them too. As a lonely tech reporter, tech journalist, I got moles in a bunch of different companies. And I wouldn't call them moles. They're not moles. They're just people who tell me things. You know? <laughs> it's not like I, I, yeah, I, I love how both of us rename things as consultants or advisors. Or Pardon me? But, you know, it's not like I'm out there trying to dig up dirt on whomever, on whatever firm. But, you know. I regularly have people tell me stuff. And, you know, they shouldn't be telling me this stuff, and I consider them my moles. Um, would Google have a mole at Facebook? Absolutely, I'm sure. Or at, at Twitter? Absolutely, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Of course they do. Corporate espionage is as old as, well, corporations themselves. Um, what's Bob's hamburger stand doing today? If I'm Ruth's hamburger stand, I really want to know. Now, hamburger stands, we're talking maybe the tens of thousands of dollars in revenues per week. Um, for both Twitter and Google, tens of thousands of dollars is pocket change in revenues per second. Like, of course, yeah. of course they got, of course they got moles. Um, this is multi-billion dollar businesses. The thing I find most interesting about this story is um, apparently the folks over at Twitter are um, quote-unquote steaming mad. Um... Is this going to do anything to the, um, well, the vague alliance, the rough alliance we see between Twitter and, and, and Google? You know, I don't think so, and, and, and here's why. Because the mad party uh, is the one that needs the other more. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, you know they, they can be as mad as they want, but right now Google's showing, not for all phrases, but for some, Google's showing um, Twitter you know, feeds in some of their search results, especially if you click that latest button in your search tools on the left, right, you see a lot more Twitter stuff. Does Google need Twitter? No, Google will crawl what they want. If they want some information out of Twitter, they'll, they'll, just, they'll, just, they'll just crawl it, right? I mean, that's, so, so they don't really need an alliance with Twitter, per se. Does Twitter need them? Well, I've clicked on those latest news. I've clicked on Twitter feeds on Google. I've given Twitter traffic simply because they're showing up in Google. So, um, yeah, Twitter can, can be mad. If I was Google, I'd go, go ahead, uh, you know, get it out of your system um, because, you know, uh, you, you need me more than I need you. So, I'm not sure I totally agree with you on that, Dave, um, in that I think that uh, – that Google very much needs Twitter. It needs a live. It needs uh, entrance into the social media, into where the, the majority of tech users are actually hanging out right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not getting that from Facebook. That's not going to happen. Facebook and Google are like oil and water right now. They hate each other. Right. Um, and also, we see that Bing has gotten into bed with Facebook. Um, thus, if Google didn't have something going with Twitter, Bing would have a major... Um, advantage over them with live stream search, live time search. Um, is Google making good use of its alliance with Twitter? Well, that's debatable. But from an SEO perspective, I know I'm using Twitter a lot more to push uh, to push relevant links in Google. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, and I mean, you know, a valid plan. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of discussions now going on constantly. I mean, it's the first time I've had this discussion was when we had Rand on the show. Um, I've seen it many more times in the forums. I, I was just having a discussion with, uh, with your nice friend Christine yesterday about um, Twitter and its impact and some evidence she's seeing of, um, you know, tweets also impacting Google rankings. Um, you know, so you, you do bring up a valid point in, in going forward. Yeah, Google, Google may need Twitter um, a little more than maybe they do right now, than from what we're seeing at the outside. Um, where will Twitter go? Where would Google go to, to collect this information you know, afterwards? Can Twitter hide the information that Google needs? Who is more valuable to who? I mean, I, I think we can all agree, yeah, Google may, may have a significant interest in Twitter, um, but I think if, if it came down to who needs who more, um, who can benefit who more, I mean, that's pretty clear, right? I mean, you know, Google's monstrous and Twitter is, is monstrous, but not, these are not the same thing. Um, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, going forward, at the, you know, getting back to, to the main point, though, that we're talking about here is, yes, they're steaming mad. You know what? They've got moles in Google. Right, I mean, that, and that's, I can, I can, you know, I don't know it, <laughs> you know, for like, I couldn't point to a name, but you know they do, right? So, you know, yes, are, are they really steaming mad, or are they, crap, you know, we can, you know, you, you beat us this time, darn it. Um, you know, and, and the next time they're, they were trying to headhunt key Google employees, like seriously. <laughs> and now they're mad that Google, you know, beat them to the punch and offered more money. I mean, you know, had they won, Google would be steaming mad, right? I mean, and, and this is this is the way business is done, right? I mean, and, and, and so, you know, are they steaming mad? Well, sure, maybe they are. They, they're steaming mad because they got caught trying to headhunt from Google, one of their quote-unquote alliances, right? Before so, we, you know, there, there's that side of it. Topic, well. I think it might be worth looking at who they were trying to headhunt and what these fellas do. The first person they were trying to go after was um, uh, Sundar Pe- uh, Pichai, um, I'm I'm likely butchering the last name as I often do, but um, Sundar Pichai, um, and uh, Sundar was the uh, or is I should say, um, a vice president of product management at Google, responsible for desktop strategy, and he's the fellow who leads the Chrome OS team. So he's making the back-end operating system that Google is going to use as a platform to, well, be basically an alternative web over the, over the Chrome system. Mm-hmm. Um, the other was Neil Monhan, uh, vice president of product management at Google, the fellow who runs DoubleClick, the, uh, the, you know, the, the display ad company Google purchased uh, four years ago. So I think we've got to look at these as signals to what Twitter wants to do with itself. And again, we're looking at uh, what's become a multi-billion-dollar business. Uh, Twitter still hasn't quite figured out how to get into the ad game yet, but we know it really wants to. And and both of these people, um, uh, Neil Monhan and Sundar Pichai, uh, Pichai, sorry, would be um, would be ideal candidates. Um, as it stands now, um, Jack Dorsey. The uh, one of Twitter's founders um, and the, and the new C, uh, 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 the new president of the company has stepped up to take those positions. 
Which, I mean, uh, and, and you know, you know, somewhere at Google, they've got to be a little nervous, and probably some other major tech companies as well, um, because you know that wasn't their first pick, obviously, um, because they were headed. This is, you know, he'll do for now. Um, but you've got to know that they're they're not going to stop, like that they're not going to just go. All right, well, we we don't really need the one that we really wanted. That um, they will proceed to try and acquire uh, somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. Likely from Google. I mean, if nothing else, just just to do it <laughs> um, and, and, and try and pull somebody else in, into the team to fill that role, which makes sense to me. I mean, if you've got other people that you wanted ahead of that person, and then you end up with that person, basically you know there's somebody more adept at that specific role, and, and you're going to want to fill that fill that with the most adept person. So I, I have a feeling this is not a story. Um, that we'll never hear about again. I have a feeling we may be discussing many of these same people again in, in future shows. It'll probably be months from now. Um, but I, I have a hunch we'll be talking same story, um, different numbers. Uh, in, in a probably. Although I, I got to say, um, to, 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 to quote from this article in PC, in PC World, um, does all the speculation, does all this um, uh, 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 minor if best, evidence points to there being a mole? Maybe, maybe not. Does $150 million being thrown around in bonuses to just to stay where you are point to the neces- point to how important these these men's positions are, both at Google and, and potentially to Twitter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. $150 million is not casual money, even if you're Google. No. Yeah, no, very okay. true. Let's move along. Let's move along. There's other interesting stuff happening in the tech world. And uh, you know what? I think it's, it's, it's quarter after the hour now. I think we should probably take a break because the next, uh, the next topic we're going to touch, Panda up, the Panda update promoting big brand sites, yeah. I think that might take a few minutes. Um, so on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, April the 7th, uh, quarter after the hour. Stick around. We'll be back after these messages. We'll be back after this short break. Two, one, booster ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T.com. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. 
That's raventools.com. PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host, David Zatella, and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. PPC Rockstars. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's uh, 20 minutes past the hour. Uh, this is uh, show was recorded on Thursday, April the 7th, 2011. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And... Uh, Dave, WebPro News today reports that the massive SEO firm, global-sized SEO firm, iCrossing, has done a fairly authoritative study on the effects of the Panda update, Panda slash Farmer update, um, Google's most recent algorithm, major algorithmic change. Um, and according to iCrossing, which happens to represent a bunch of big brands, the Panda update is very beneficial for big brands. Um, Just to give a quick thumbnail rundown of some of the big brand clients iCrossing enjoys uh, getting paychecks from, Um, AAA, AutoTrader, BMW, Chevron, Coca-Cola, EA Games, eBay, FedEx, Hyundai, Kia, Marie Claire, Mary Kay, MasterCard, Mazda, Nokia, Porsche, Lego, and Toyota. Those are some big brands. Now, you think these big brands can compete pretty well without an SEO firm, but um, iCrossing, again, one of the largest online marketing firms in the world, um, represents dozens, hundreds of of very large brands. And if anyone's got the data to examine the most recent update, Google update, uh, Panda slash Farmer, and its effect on large brand websites, it's definitely these folks over here at iCrossing. So yeah, well, they've done a number of good studies in the past. I thought this was interesting to see. Okay. Um, but I think if we, and you and I have discussed Panda in the past, um, you know, and, and, I mean, heck, we've discussed it with guests, and it, it's interesting because really this puts um, numbers and, and confirmation about what we, what we all already knew, um, in a weird way, right? Well, I mean, and I love getting confirmation. I think this is a valuable thing for them, for, for iCrossing to provide. Um, but I think if we really think about it, what, we're, what is Google trying to reward with this Panda update? What are they trying to accomplish with this Panda update? Well, they're trying to get rid of duplicate content. They're, they're rewarding sites that are, that are rich in content and have a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of resources on them um, that have good stick times on them, you know, all of these things. And when we think about it, well, who who has these elements inherent in them? The big brands do. They have branding. They have, you know, conversion optimization. They have everything in place. They have the top designers. They have you know, Tim Ash doing their conversion optimization. They got, you know, um, you know, so some excellent SEOs like iCrossing working with them to, to make sure that they've got the content in the back end. I mean, everything was in place for them. And then when Panda launched, 
Um, I mean, these things would have been helping them for, for years now, but then Panda really just put it to the next level and, and defined that these things are important. Um, and something else that's going to be helping them, and I'm sure you and you know you've seen it as well, um, is is sort of the the natural link diversity and the natural branding that branding signals that their links are going to be sending through as well. Um, it seems to have really been kickstarted during these this last uh, series of updates as well. And so you end up with a spot where yeah, their their update that was Google's update that was really geared. Um, to trying to push the cream to the top to make sure that the visitor experience um, was superior, just naturally set in motion a, an environment that was really going to push those brands up. Now, will that last forever is, of course, the case that we have to ask ourselves because we all know, um, you know the, and we've chatted about this before too, that Google is watching what happens when sites appear, right? So there's this natural, the algorithm happens, um, you know, the, the shuffles happen, brands rise to the top, but if those brands don't perform well, then they won't stay there, but they're certainly given, it's, it's their kick at the can now, it is theirs to lose. Um, and as long as they've got a good user experience in place and that they're using those resources properly, um, I would say that long term they could very well be um, in, a, in a far superior position to anything that they've had uh, in the past. And I mean, let's be honest, brands have always had it a little easier than the rest of us um, when it comes to ranking on Google just by sheer power. Um, and this certainly has helped them out, especially the brands that had a, a solid SEO strategy in place that involved, and I know you're going to love it, and so is Christine, um, that involved content. Um, it was really uh, proactive in, in content and, and providing resources. Um, and that, lo and behold, actually cared about their visitors and, and really pushed their experience um, their experience up. And, yeah, I think it just makes sense. Will it help the searcher? I think overall it will. I think there's some cases we can all you know, see now where the searcher is not helped, where it's, it's caused a shuffle and there's collateral results that have really just not provided a, a beneficial situation. But give Google time. They'll collect the data of what's not working there, which sites don't deserve to be up there, even though the other signals are in place saying they should, and, and which ones don't provide a solid user experience for giving queries. And, uh, and and down they'll go, and I think overall this is a is, it's a good move for for me as a searcher. Pain in the butt for me as an SEO, especially an SEO who also has you know small to to mid sized businesses that are are now trying to compete against brands. But as a searcher, and that's how I have to think about algorithms. As a searcher, it, it's a superior environment to be in a lot of ways, especially once Google collects what the problems are and, and fixes them. Well, you know something I, something I'd like to to put out there. Um, Maybe Google is not rewarding big brands. Maybe it's not. Maybe just the evidence suggests that it is. See, search ranking is a zero-sum game. For you to get number one, somebody has to not be number one, right? Right. So say a uh, cheap hotel... Uh, cheapesthotelsintheworld.com. I'm pretty sure that domain doesn't exist. Cheapesthotelsintheworld.com um, out there scraping uh, information off of uh, hotel sites, other travel sites, um, just basically compiling their data from scraping from others, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, trying to trying to find the cheapest deal for whatever consumer. Those are the kind of pages, the kind of websites that pandas seem to be targeting. We want to degrade 
these types of websites because they're not as helpful to the user as the actual hotel site, the actual airline site, etc. We right. also know that Google's moving into the travel game, so uh, travel mightn't be the very best uh, example to use, but search ranking is definitely a zero-sum game. So if the, if the low-class content scraper site loses positioning, it stands to reason whatever is, is trailing after it in search rankings will gain position. So perhaps um, the big brands aren't being um, promoted with the Panda slash Farmer update as much as low-quality content sites that were ranking number one for a number of reasons are now being degraded, being replaced by the sites that, that, that should have been there in the first place. So this could actually be the law of unintended consequences. Uh, we don't know. Well, that's, I mean, the, that's the funny know, thing At about the end this. of the day, um, I mean, you, you bring up a valid point, and, and I, I love when people bring up um, aspects, different ways of looking at things, right? And, 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 and you're right. It may not be an issue of big brands being rewarded. It may be an issue of, you know, by the same factors, because they have content, because they have good user experiences, blah, 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 but they didn't get punished, <laughs> right? So it's not that they were, they were, you know, given a reward, it's that they weren't punished. At the end of the day, though, they, they take the position. Um, and, and, you which know, I think that's a rewarding. great way to look at it, and which of these is true? Who knows? Uh, well, indeed, you know what? They, a little bit of both might be true. Who, and as you said, who, we don't know. All we can do is make best guesses. Well, well that, and, and, and at show. the end of the day, as long as we go, here are the factors, whether it gave them a bump or whether it just stopped them from being hindered, either way, that factor wins. <laughs> so, so either way, the, the result is going to be the same. We need to ch- uh, chart after a good user experience, sites with good resources, um, and, and uh, you know, the, the things we should have been doing at the beginning. Um, you know, for our users, really, those bites are, are being rewarded. I know I, I've chatted with you a few times. I know copy is, is getting more and more prevalent, and having tools and this and that is, is all getting to be something that I think we're all discussing with a lot more of our clients now um, and really reinforcing that good user experience. I'm sure Tim Ash is uh, busier than a one arm paper hanger, whatever that means um, <laughs> these days. Uh, well, yeah, Tim, you know what, there's, there's got to be a Speedos joke in here somewhere, but I just can't find it. Dang. <laughs> um, I imagine, I imagine Tim and his, uh, his, his, his friends down there in San Diego are hopping like mad these days, and rightly so, they should be. Um, with the, you know, everything is directing towards unique landing pages now, whether it be a, a bit.ly link or a truncated link in, uh, Twitter, or links off of um, a Facebook business or profile page. It's all got to be directed to, you know, have a specific landing page. And let's face it, these days your index page is not your landing page. Your home page, index page, is not the... Um, things are much more specific now and mm-hmm. much more granular. And if you're spending the money on a social media campaign, again, the, the truncated links in uh, Facebook or the, the links posted on, or in Twitter, sorry, or the links posted on Facebook, um, you're not wasting your money by sending people to the index page. You're wasting your money sending them to a page that somebody like Tim Ash and SiteTuners has designed for you. And then you're not wasting your money. Hopefully, you're, you know, the page is of such a quality that the 
consumer just can't help but purchase. Right. Can't help but or at least you're wasting less. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're just going to lose money because the campaign is not going to work. Um, we, we've all seen those paid, paid campaigns, I'm sure. Oh, goodness um, gracious, we have seen those paid campaigns. Uh, there's actually there's a couple of fellows in, who are listening right now um, in San Diego who are laughing their asses off at that, at what you just said. Um, and I can't tell you why, <laughs> but I know that they are. <laughs> um, let's move along here. Speaking of paid campaigns that may or may not work, do you, do you use Gmail at all, Dave? I do. I do. I use it uh Quite a bit. It's not, you know, obviously I use domain emails primarily, but yes, I do. I use a lot of Gmail. Um, and I like it. I love Gmail. I love, um, uh, you know, I was happy with Yahoo Mail. I was happy with MSN Mail. But Gmail is just, you know, very easy to use, convenient, intuitive, etc. And since, you know, my life is, is literally almost always on the road, um, having to reset my settings every time I'm in a new hotel or in a new place... I hate that. So I use Gmail. It's great. Now you just you know forward everything into my Gmail account now. Well, and same with my business. Um, Digital Always Media uses Google Apps as our as one of our email providers. Um, just because uh, Alan and I are on the road constantly, mm-hmm. and so it's just so, that much easier. And so now, Gmail is promising us better ads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing that's most insulting about this is um, there is the assumption that I enjoyed the ads in the first place. You know, I understand. Got to have the ads. Got to pay for the service. I'm all good with that. Totally down with that. But um, the question is, what are they doing? Yeah, well, anytime I hear something like that from Google, it, it just inherently has to make me a little nervous. Um, and, I, you know, I, I don't think that the, the folks at Google are, are, are evil by any stretch of the imagination. But the only way that they can come up with better ads is if they crawl deeper and find out ways of using semantics to basically understand what my email is better. Um, and the idea of having something reading through my, I mean, even a machine, that, that, of having something understanding more about what my private communications uh, will be with either clients or my friends, um, I, it, inherently there is a part of me that does not like that because I don't oh, want that to happen. <laughs> um, now, the other side to that may be, um, if it, it doesn't necessarily even have to be a, a more semantic crawler, if they're going to, to start making changes to the actual interface and going, hey, when you know when it's going out through email, you know, do it this way. When it's on Gmail, you know, you know as two advertisers going, hey, here's some tips, here's some ways to craft these things, and here's how we're just going to be putting these in, uh, and, and these ones are built for Gmail and and this and that. If they're going that route more as a service to help us as advertisers target more into Gmail. Great, no problem. Um, but yeah, if they're getting into a deeper crawl and, and, a, and, and finding ways to better understand what my private communications are, um, even if it's a machine, I, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I just don't. Um, Dan, and I'm not sure. I mean, privacy. You're you're more of a privacy advocate than I am. Um, so I'm sure you have an even stronger opinion about about having machines reading your communications. 
Well, let well, me interject I, I do, in there. Real but quick. I think Braska wants to jump in with something. Yeah, because uh, you know, when you brought this up this morning, I was listening to um, I don't listen always to Webmaster Radio all the time because I, you know, produce quite a bit of it. But I was listening to a wrestling podcast this morning, and you know, one of the hosts what? mentioned the fact that on his Gmail he saw the same message, but when he read about it, um, what was said by Google was they were going to plan to do more relevant, more ads were going to be relevant to what you search for, I guess. I don't know if it was somewhere that's going to be more sensitive to what your your search habits are. The other thing that we're going to offer were coupons and deals that might be beneficial to you as part of the ad, so there will be specials and coupons that you might want to participate in. So all you folks who are waiting for that Groupon IPO. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. no, there is. What if it isn't, what, what's the name of Google's new service uh, that's supposed to compete with Groupon? Oh, you know what? I if I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I know that they just picked something up, and that's that's certainly picked up perked up the ears of the um, FTC or FC Federal Trade Commission FTC, which is going to be doing a uh, antitrust investigation into Google. Well, Google offers. <laughs> no. There we go. Google offers. They're going to probably start including those into their own ads. Yeah, this is going to get quite interesting. Seriously, um, Google is. Is it safe to say Google is Google today is Microsoft in the 1980s or 1990s? It's uh, looking that way. Although they're much more polite and you know kind about it, uh, but if you don't accept their initial offer, they'll just do it themselves and stop you. It seems well, to me that the, they offer the, the difference. Offer I would um, say is is this um, uh, about about Google, and it, it's much to their credit is they keep such a clean profile. Uh, going, I mean, we all we remember Microsoft, and and it was it was not like the stories that were coming out were not kind or or favorable. I mean, can you blame Google as as a, as as you were a me or an average user? Can you go, well, you know, and now they're going to compete, and then they're probably going to eliminate Groupon. Well, the first thing they did was offered them six billion dollars. <laughs> Indeed, billion, right? And, and they offered them that. so when they come out and go. Well, now we're we're doing our own. Well, of course, you know, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, you, you obviously wanted it. You were willing to put six billion dollars on the table for it. It was turned down, and 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 shares. I can't remember the exact value, but I, I can pull it up here in just a minute. But Groupon's down now since that point, and I I saw it coming back then, and I knew it was a mistake. And there's no way they would get six billion again offered. Um, nope. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's it, it, a big mistake on their part. And, yeah, now Google will just come in. FTC will look at it. FTC will clear it. Um, it'll it'll be a buy Google will cough out some cash to lawyers, and then and then it'll, it'll go on. But um, well, definitely, there's, definitely there's already the two major be... players in the space. So it, it's, you know, it's just a third major player. But you know what it was, too, is because Groupon's waiting to get all IPO started. Yeah, but again, looking at what Google's not doing now with Google offers, throwing them into Gmail, throwing them into uh, regular SERPs, I think the folks at Groupon really, really should be um, looking back a couple of months and going, damn, we had it. That was the brass ring. Yeah, they they, they got greedy, and they definitely shouldn't have. Um, and I mean, we can, <laughs> there's there's a whole a whole story in, in and of itself to, to go on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for Google to time this at a time when the IPO is going, I mean, you know the the, the 
bottom's going to be out. I have a feeling that this is going to end up being kind of like that whole Microsoft Yahoo thing we all mocked um, a while back, where Google will probably have an opportunity to walk back in and go, 820 million. Greater or some number that is just so significantly lower, and Groupon will have to look at that and go, well, that's as good as it gets, um, because they'll have just come out at the same time, and who's going to want to buy into the IPO when you've got Google staring you down going, guess what we're doing? <laughs> and we've got more money than God. Um, you know, it, it'll, be a, it'll be an interesting interesting thing, but I, I'm pretty sure Google will be cleared on it. There's already two major players in the in the space. There's there's really nothing they could could do about it. I think going after Groupon would have been more an FTC uh, worthy issue than them launching their own against Groupon. Um, so um, earlier, you asked about my about my privacy concerns around uh, Google using my user profile yeah. to uh, better serve ads in Gmail. Yeah. I want to defer that until our last segment when we're talking about the data breach at Epsilon. Right. Because that's where my concern lies. I mean, it's all algorithmic. It's all machines. No live human is actually reading this stuff at Google. But I don't right. care about that. I, don't, I, I trust Google not to care about what I'm up to um, above and beyond um, serving relevant content to me. I don't trust people who are um, hacking into systems, and we know Google has been hacked in the past. Mm-hmm. But I want to get to that in a few minutes. Um, Brasco, well, we have you on the line. Yeah. Um, you posted, you finally posted uh, photos of the studio up on Facebook. I had a little bit of time actually to, you know, do that. It's just been uh, something I thought about, and, you know, it's, uh, it, it was just. It's finally good to have everything all settled. And we, I could have done this a couple weeks before, but you know what? <clears throat> to pre- just to preface before, I bought a new phone. I bought an Android, uh, or what, what T-Mobile calls the MyTouch 4G phone. So that's as about the highest-end Android phone there is compared to the iPhone. I bought that this week. And, you know, wanted to try out the camera. I had the studio, wanted to clean up a little bit, and I hadn't put any good pictures up of the studio and a little bit of our backdrop of where we are. So I wanted to just uh, click on a couple of pics and put them up on our first Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Webmaster Radio. Two hours. So anyone who's out there listening live or to the podcast, go over to the Webmaster Radio.fm uh, Facebook page and you can go to it by, by going to your own Facebook page, typing Webmaster Radio.fm in the uh, top search bar. And check out these new digs. Um, you know, you know, we were off the air for about two weeks while the uh, while the station moved, yeah. and um, that was very painful for us as announcers. But um, wow, Rasco, looking out your back window, you're, you're you're right on the intercoastal. Yeah, I could basically go outside and just jump into the water. It's um... Ugh, gross. I wouldn't jump <laughs> in that water. No, but seriously, you know, there's a nice little dock out there. I mean, you know. If Captain Darren wants to go and bring out his yacht, he can actually dock from where he lives now in his new palatial home. He can actually sail from his home up the intercoastal to the office if he wanted to. You remember when I was living down there and I was trying to find a kayak so I could get to work? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's it's gorgeous. Can I tell you? Is there still is there still police tape on the dock? Oh, you know what? It's because uh, the dock was being worked on this morning. Oh, okay. They're reinforcing it. 
<laughs> there's a there's a joke about Darren in there somewhere, but I'm not <laughs> touching it. <laughs> okay, friends, we are uh, we're burning time here. It's quarter to the hour. We have two more subjects we want to touch, and well, you know, the reality of being a commercial radio station says we gotta hit some commercials before the show's over. Friends, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Uh, show was recorded on Thursday, April the 7th. Stick around. We've got some more fun content coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give Give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101. Catch us Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And I'm trying out my NPR voice for the rest of the show. <laughs> You ever uh, you ever listen to uh, the American Public Broadcaster, Dave? NPR. No, I don't. Should they I? have this level of enunciation in their radio hosts? Um, and I know George Brasco in the studio is like pounding his fists on the wall, hating NPR. But um, one thing you know, I'm going to say for them is they have this level of enunciation in their in their in their show host voices that blows me away. It's this, I'm, I'm calling it NPR voice, and I'm fascinated by it and want to learn how to do it. But we're running out of time, so I don't know if I really have time to enunciate properly. Um, according to ClickZ, an uh, article published uh, today by Jonathan Shapiro, 
we have entered a new era, the era of Search 3.0. Now, I've never been really uh, good with the point with 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, but, you know, where the demarcation marks are and, um, you know, why we, would, why we would say it's this much different today than it was so different today that it's a brand new version. But, um, you know, Jonathan makes some... Uh, Make some pretty good points in here, and um, I just want to, before jumping into the article itself, Dave, would you say that search has changed so fundamentally that we're really in a different uh, version today than we were? You know, say, I, this I time hit last the year. same problems as you. Is because it happens over time. It's like where, where was that marker? Right? Where, where did it stop being one thing and, and grow into being another? Um, but I think if, if I reflect back to search um, and, and, and search optimization even two, three years ago and then compare it to today uh, and compare what features are in there and what Google's doing, yeah, I would say these are different versions. But where did that happen um, is, is where it becomes a little curious to me, right, um, is what what feature edition was it or what algorithmic shift was it that, that tipped us over that scale? Um, but I would definitely have to agree that comparing uh, the, the search experience right now um, to, say, the experience of, of even two or three years ago, yeah, we, we're definitely in a, in a new experience now um, well, where we've got different here, here, types of results. Here's a key metric for you. You know what the search marketing industry is worth in uh, revenues from 2010? <laughs> What's that? According to, according to CoreMetrics, $35 billion. Now, I feel like Dr. Evil. I got my little finger up against the side of my mouth and I say, $35 billion. That's $35,000 million. That's... Um, that's a metric. That's that, that's the key metric. Groupon is worth less than thirty five million dollars. Thirty five billion dollars, for goodness sake. Um, <laughs> okay, let me. I wish I hadn't said that. I, I, I don't wish to insult Groupon and the, and the fine offerings they have there. However, um, <laughs> however, you'll proceed to do so anyway. Uh, you, you pegged it, Dave. Groupon is my new Yahoo. I can't help it. Um, yeah. Damn. Damn. So the irony being I actually do like Groupon and I purchase a wide array of things from there to try out new restaurants and stuff, but um so so a fine service, but bad business move. Um No, you mean so you yeah, didn't I mean, really buy beers the other day that was all Groupon's doing? Pardon me? You didn't really buy beers the other day when we we went down to the George? Um that was all, <laughs> that all was, Groupon's it was doing. All Groupon. Yeah. Uh, um, unfortunately, I don't. Yeah, no, I guess you could get beer at some of the restaurants with them. But, um, okay, let's let's stay on, on track here and not get me distracted thinking about, about drinking beer with Jim Hedger. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they bring up some good points in, in the article, and I think it goes even past this, too, but they've done a good job of covering it in, like, a, a very broad, gee, let's not list every little thing that makes this what it is, because and, and, we all know it. Um, let's let's cover this in in a broad way. I found their their you know, point one kind of funny, but um, when we look at things like um, the number two, which we we touched on earlier, sorry, and I'm just going to go through their list over on the on the ClickZ website. Um, actually, before I do that, let me just post a link to it. 
um, over oh, into our that. chat. Everybody that. should be in there. Um, and, I mean, the, the thing is, if you go to the number two, search means more than Google. Well, we were touching on that earlier, and I think that's one of the big um, separation points of what was happening uh, a couple of years ago versus what is happening now. Um, and, and, and really where that's going to carry us forward into, you know, you can call it 3.0, whatever you want, into 3.1, 3.2, et cetera, et cetera, um, is this integration of additional data. And some of it won't be, won't be really obvious. Like, I can see Twitter in my results. Um, but what we were talking with Rand, uh, you know, I guess it was about a month ago, maybe a little more than that, um, about the use of Twitter as a factor in the organic results um, so taking these social signals, to me, that's probably the number one um, biggest thing that now goes, this is a brand new thing. Um, and it is when we are starting to take the human element, not just my human click element, or me as a personalized, I'm signed in, so you can, you can, you can change this, but me as somebody who can send a signal um, as an individual on what holds value and what doesn't, um, and, and send that through in real time. Um, we, I mean, we've always been able to vote with a link, but not everybody did that. Not everybody had a website. This is a way that my dad can send a signal that augments the search results. My grandmother can send a signal that augments the search results because we're using Facebook, because we're using Twitter as a communication tool. And I think that's where the line really, for me, really got drawn was, was when Google all of a sudden, and, and the other engines, I mean, and Bing doing a great job of it as well, um, of pulling in social signals and using those. Um, we talk about Google a lot, um, but there's a reason that Bing is a, is, is a, a shareholder of Facebook, right? I mean, uh, apart from ads, I mean, they've come out and said they're going to be using signals from Facebook, right? So, I mean, and, and what better signal is there? The advertising I like best in the paid world is actually on Facebook as, as a user. So, um, so, yeah, to me, that's where the line got drawn. Um, was, was when Twitter started being used as an organic, not even just being put in there as a result, but when it started to get used to augment the results um, organically, even when it may not be obvious. To me, that social signal set is, is really when it became a brand new game. For me, I think I have to take a step back until maybe last June, last July 2010, when uh, mobile and local became the, uh, what I see as the, the dominant signal senders to Google. Um, you remember it, you remember at a time when uh, we would see really pure search results across North America. They'd yeah. see the same results in Florida as you'd see in Seattle. You'd see the same results in California as you would in Newfoundland. Unless, of course, you were, they were searching on a, on a regional domain like .ca. But um, then local and mobile came along, and the result sets just changed dramatically. Um, Google had been working with personalization before, focusing on local and mobile, but we know that the work on personalization was all about local and mobile. And I'd, seriously, I'd say that was when um, first we had the straight search era, then we had the paid search era. Now we have social, local, and mobile. And all yeah. these things have to be considered by um, by marketers, either search marketers or you know just general in-house uh, marketers as important channels to push your signal through the search engines, uh, to push your information through the search engines, to, to give the search engines the, uh, the feeds and information they need to make you higher than your competitor. And honestly, I'd say, I'd say the uh, major shift in the, in the search results from general and paid to very specific, personalized and localized results 
is uh, that was the radical game changer. Um, and and I see social social search as just um, augmenting the the personal and local stuff. Well, you know what, and, and it's interesting because I look at the personalization more as the filtering of results, whereas as the social side as being more an indicator of um, something that will augment the initial set um, of results that you would get. But either way, and it, it's one of those interesting times, and we're hitting them. This I find curious as well. We're hitting them more and more and more in our conversations today. This is the second time it's happened today where we have two people um, with with solid and, and valid opinions on something, and the conclusion is exactly the same, even though the reasoning, you know, you may define something a little bit different um, than I am, and, and I'm starting to hear this happening a lot in the SEO realm, where I think one thing, you think another, but it actually, and it, and it makes for an interesting discussion, but it actually doesn't matter, because you know what, we're both going to do the same thing, <laughs> because we recognize that the end result is the same, it's the interpretation of uh, what is producing that result or, or, or where the line is getting drawn in 3.0. But we both agree the world has changed dramatically, and social, mobile, local, personalization, all of these are major factors coming into, into play, um, and, and it's going to be more and more important as, as we go forward. So, um, you know, Interesting, I'm, and I'll bet in next you. week's show we'll probably have something happen again because it's, it's happening almost every week when we chat now. Oh, certainly. There'll be, there'll, there'll be a lot more to talk about next week, and I'm afraid we're going to have to leave the privacy issues until next week. Um, it's the tyranny of time. We are at the top of the hour, and we have to conclude the show. We have other content coming up after us, and um, yeah, I really want to jump into the Epsilon issue. Next week, it'll be a dead issue, but i um, pretty sure somebody else is going to get hacked between now and then, so we'll have lots to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, on behalf of uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm for Thursday, the 7th of April. You can listen to Webcology live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. You can listen to us on iTunes Radio. You can pick us up on the Webmaster Radio archives, pick up our podcasts. You can pick up our podcasts from iTunes or any other fine, pa- fine podcast distribution service out there friends stick around the network we have some amazing content coming up um, after the news talk to you next week